This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm delighted to say we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. Happy Wednesday from New York. Is it a happy Wednesday, I wonder? Let's talk about Eurozone inflation first. And we've seen the latest figures today. Uh, Inflation in the Eurozone soaring to a record high of 9.1% in the year to August 2022 as the cost of living crisis deepens in this part of the world, uh, Ed. And it makes quite grim reading, isn't it, for the single currency block, these latest numbers? This report was not happy at all. And, and, And I think, you know, Eurozone inflation hitting another record, um, everyone knows about the food and energy price situation. It's just, it's just there's too many uh, wild cards that are driving it. You have heat waves. You have the war in Ukraine. You have, um, you know, will Russia, will Gazprom, you know, turn back that pipeline? And, and and I think what you're starting to see is there's also a growing divergence with where inflation is hitting uh, certain regions harder. And and this is going to complicate. Um, what what the ECB needs to do, and and uh, it's uh, fascinating to see how all of a sudden, you know, we you know people were kind of well, you know, because the eurozone's heading towards a recession, maybe we won't be getting these uh, aggressive rate hikes from the the central bank. But now it it just seems we've gone from fifth half point rate increase to now uh, the markets are pricing in a 75 basis point uh, rate hike next week, and and this is um, really uh, being you know, confirmed by, uh, you know, ECB speak, uh, Holzman saying there's no reason for leniency with this inflation fight. And and I think you're going to, to see that they're going to have to uh, be aggressive in, in, in tackling inflation when while, you know, rate hikes um, don't necessarily will have an impact on energy costs, uh, but uh, it will um, provide some relief in other parts with inflationary pressure. So this is, this, this report kind of, um, seals the expectations that we're we're going to get aggressive rate hikes and and i think that is something um you know you you know we're we're now talking about you know that that deposit rate you know possibly going to like almost two percent 1.75 percent by february so i think that you know we're going to have a higher terminal rate and uh that's obviously going to spell trouble for the economy perhaps these figures aren't quite as bad as people are suggesting when you look beyond the overall figure, because I was interested to see that the levels of inflation vary considerably country by country within the bloc. France has recorded a figure of 6.5%, still high uh, by historical standards, but the numbers are slightly skewed when you look at the Baltic states like Estonia, Lithuania and Latvia, which all have enormous inflation figures uh, 20% plus. So it is difficult to make a general assessment about Europe as a whole when you look at the way the figures are skewed. Very much so. And, and I think what you're, you're, you're going to see is even when you, you take a look at the, the lowest inflation rates, 7.1 or 7.6 for for uh, like France and, and Malta and Finland, uh, you're, you're, you're going to see it, it's still still too high. I, I think you, you have, you know, energy you know that had the highest annual rate at 38.3%. So there's there's still um um I think uh you know an expectation that uh you know the the pressure is on policymakers to be aggressive here and and even as 
it's it's you know the, these readings are you know the, the ranges are, are huge. Uh, um, I, I think you know the the the, uh, the mission is is fairly obvious here. So I, I mean you you have you, you you're going to have the hawks win with their jumbo hike, and and I think that you're you're probably going to start to see um, there's going to be probably a strong uh, supporting argument for um, you know for for another aggressive rate hike even after this meeting so you know the, e, the ecb is is really going to um have its work cut out for it but um this is this is a very difficult time because the uh, the economic data is is not doing too well and then uh, you're 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 going to see uh, um you know inflation possibly um get even uglier no one knows what how the the winter and and what energy costs will do um, but this is this is a a very uh difficult moment for the ECB, but, you know, they have some catching up to do. They, they, they need to, uh, to, to get more aggressive with these rate hikes. So um, that's, that's going to be the, the theme probably for the next few months. Yes, they've been slower than anybody, uh, really, when you look at the figures across the globe. And many people in the UK have criticised the Bank of England for being slow in the UK. And uh, we're starting to see them make up for lost ground at the moment. But the ECB are even further behind. Why do you think that is? When you take a look at their mandate, they have several economies that they have to address and and this is this is probably why you're you're going to see uh it's difficult um you have the southern periphery at times where that is the the focal point so um you know the the, here here you know they're they're well behind the curve and now it it's you know fairly obvious that the euro area is heading towards a recession and the question is how deep will it be and and you know how long so i think they're, they're they're scrambling and uh um, you know, it, it's 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 uh, it's fascinating to see that it took them this long to to get rates where they are now. But I mean, we were so used to negative rates, and now uh, you, you're going to see that uh, ECB's you know, going to have to take the right decisions here. And this is this is going to be difficult going forward um, for for the, for growth prospects. And uh, no, this is uh, this is one of the reasons why um, you know in, inflation um, is not to be messed with, and it needs to be tackled on early. Yes, like the Federal Reserve have been doing in the United States, where you are, uh, they've preempted uh, a probable uh, recession. It'll be interesting that ECB and the UK, to a certain extent, uh, are slow to the march ahead of a possible recession, and it may be too late. But we will surely talk more about this uh, in the days and months to come. Let's talk about the latest ADP report where you are, Ed. And this, of course, ahead of Friday's big non-farm payroll figures. Very, very important numbers for US uh, uh, jobs uh, coming up. And uh, according to the report, the ADP report hiring has certainly cooled. Very much so. I, I think this was a this was a, a very uh, interesting report because this is the first time the uh, new methodology was put in place, and uh, you know, it, you know, to no surprise, it showed you know job growth slowed for uh, second consecutive month. Obviously, the economy is losing momentum here. Um, you know, companies, private companies, added the fewest number of jobs since early in 2021, uh, but still, you know, a positive reading. You know, some traders will use this to kind of see exactly, you know, how the private payroll portion of the non-farm payroll report will be, uh, but uh, it's not a reliable indicator. But it, I think, you know, a lot of these 
trends that we've seen um, with uh, whether it's ISM employment, whether it's jobless claims, uh, you know, labor market's cooling, but there's still the JOLTS number confirms it that there's so many job openings right now. Hiring is slowing, but it's still happening. Um, but it, you know, I think today's today's report is also complicated. We're starting to see layoff announcements get queued up here. Um, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, Snap. Um, so this is this is going to be very interesting to see exactly how corporate America um, starts to to you know brace itself for you know a rough patch here for the economy and and hiring is going to slow down. It's going to slow. It's going to come to a halt pretty soon, I think. And and <clears throat> right now though, there's still strength in the labor market, uh, and that that just keeps the the door open for massive rate hikes by the Fed. And I think that you're going to see the Fed knows they need to curb inflation and they're, they're, you know, they're prepared, even if it means a recession. So I think that uh, you're, you're going to see that uh, positive labor market readings um, just, it makes it so much easier for the Fed to, to remain aggressive. And I, and I think that you're, you're still probably going to see a few more months of um, slowing hiring, but um, I don't, I don't think we're turning negative just yet. So uh, I think we will before the end of the year easily, but uh, that 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 you know doesn't matter right now. I think you're 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 looking at a U.S. economy though that is still there's still a lot of it that's going well, and uh, that's why you're probably going to see that um, today um, there's there's a limited reaction to this report, and I think you know the the focus will come on Friday, but you're you know still there's a huge um, range for expectations is you know as low as 70 around 70,000 to as high as 400,000 jobs are expected to be created and and I think that um you're you're probably going to see that companies are still um overall hiring but I think you're you're probably going to start to see more the smaller businesses are going to be becoming a little bit more quick to end uh, end their hiring interesting contrast to the UK though uh, Ed of course you are as far as the energy prices are concerned, particularly gas, you're slightly more protected in the US than we are here in this country. And they are worried, particularly for businesses across the UK, that they're going to have to start laying people off in the near future with the cost of running a business soaring because of those enormously high and rising uh, gas and electricity prices. And we might see here uh, jobs problems, unemployment hitting us much sooner than where you are. Very much so. I mean, the question is, how severe a recession will you see? And and I think that a lot of that will be dependent on you know the global energy crisis. And um, it is a wild card, but I think you know the way markets are positioning themselves is that we're we're going to see um, um, possibly more disruptions. More, I mean, uh, you know natural gas crude it, there, there's there's still so many risks right now um you know civil war civil wars uh, possibly brewing you you have um violent protests where you know we you know we're we're seeing demand destruction happen right now dragging down crude prices um you know natural gas has uh, been extremely volatile and, and i think that um you know in the end uh, the risks are to the upside and uh, you're, you're probably going to see a lot of traders be uh, posi- positioning themselves to buy on these dips so um uh, this will be a very uh, uh volatile trade and uh, i think for for a lot of people who are focused more on the equity side you know energy stocks have been king and uh 
these these companies are going to have good margins and i think you're going to start to see more extraordinary measures come by the governments and uh, that might start to cripple uh, some of those profits so i think uh, you know while while that trade has been the go-to trade for for quite some time pretty much since oil prices turned negative um i think that trade is slowly getting uh, it's kind of maxed out so i think that there is a little bit more cautiousness um that should be had with energy stocks but no definitely something we'll we'll cover uh throughout the rest of the winter absolutely now let's talk about one of your favorite subjects uh cryptocurrency and more specifically bitcoin because it certainly is hanging around that twenty thousand dollar point at the moment is it not it is uh this this has been uh one of the the more interesting moves um you know crypto bitcoin specifically uh the ultimate risky asset uh the the correlation with equities has really um you know been strong for much of the year uh and and uh you know i think as as everyone was saying this stock market rally it's a bear market rally everyone was saying well with this crypto rebound we're still in a crypto winter we're going to see new lows and um you know uh, there's there's been uh, interest on you know you know what's the next big move and, and lately it's been kind of consolidating around that 20,000 level and the the interesting take though is um over the last week um you know the fund the, the flow of funds uh, that's you know what a lot of people are, are trying to track and it, it seems that the institutional investor is, is a little bit more upbeat they, they've been um adding on to positions while the retail trader they're the ones that are very pessimistic right now. They're the ones anticipating that, you know, we might retest the summer lows. We might, <laughs> we, we could break below uh, 17,000. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that, um, you know, you know, there's, there's, you know, growing calls that, um, you know, you're, you're going to see further pain in the crypto markets. I think you have too many people that are um, just anticipating much more aggressive global central bank tightening is going to be negative for for crypto and bitcoin and and that's that's not necessarily how things will play out i think that you've seen a tremendous amount of money got in around thirty thousand. it has seen that um the the hodlers they 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 are still remaining um fairly strong here so this is this is uh, i think one of those moves where if we're seeing you know, over the next few weeks, uh, you know, stock market having like five or 10% drops, then yes, I think, you know, that type of environment is going to be too difficult for crypto. And and, and that risk is is elevated right now. Um, but uh, I think in the end, uh, you know, there, there is still institutional money coming into the place. And that's very constructive for long-term uh, upside targets. So I think, uh, you know, the volatility will probably pick up. Uh, lately, crypto has been somewhat stuck in a range, but uh, I think you're, you're going to see there's there's still uh, tremendous interest here, and uh, that's probably um, going to uh, be tested as as we get more rate hikes um, from all the major central banks get priced in. Uh, but I, but I anticipate that um, you know there is still tremendous interest, and uh, the, the, this you know, crypto verse is probably going to continue to grow. Okay, very interesting. Speak to you very soon. Thank you, Johnny. Have a great one. This is the Oanda Podcast.